Welcome to the James and Kim cast. I'm James Howard. I'm Kim Carson, along with Beth Newhoff. What a treat. Beth Newhoff on the podcast it's this week. It's great to be here. Yeah, glad you're here. I love it. Guess who's going to be giving us a call here in just a matter of seconds. I'm looking at the phone right now. He just got back from the U.S. Open. He strings for some mega tennis pros. Mike Stevens with String Sensation. And we're talking about stringing tennis rackets, and I cannot wait to pick his brain as a professional stringer. You're going to learn something, I promise. Welcome to the James and Kim cast. The James and Kim cast, catching you up on what you missed while you were waiting in line for coffee. Tell a friend, rate, review, and share. I think we've got the one and only Mike Stevens joining us today with, <gasps> with, with string sensations. Hey, hey Mike. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Hopefully, he'll, he'll call back here in a second. Okay, uh, Beth Newhoff. Now, you've been friends with uh, with Mike for a few years several, now, right? Yeah. yeah. Mike and uh, his wife, Sherry. Yeah. yeah, several years. It was crazy because he was texting me these these rackets with these mega tennis stars during their matches. And he goes, look, look at the, the racket that I'm stringing right now. He was stringing Coco Goff's rackets while All he of them. was texting us or, or talking to us because he did a quick little interview. And she ends up winning the U.S. Open, which was amazing. Yeah, and it's straight off, you know, the Australian Open and the French Open and all the other ones that he does. Yeah, I just couldn't believe that somebody that does something like that lives right here in Chattanooga. So it was very fascinating. Yeah. And he does it, he does it here. Oh, he yeah. can do we, it for you. He's coming back, I think. All right. We've got the one and only Mike Stevens <gasps> now on the podcast. Is this Mike? This is. Hi, Mike. <laughs> hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Anyway, it's funny because I went to the phone line just a few I just I went to the phone line just a few moments ago and I I heard the uh just the the dial tone. So anyway, <laughs> glad glad you're with us. And Beth Newhoff, your friend Beth, is is joining us this morning. Good morning. I love it, Beth. How are you? Good, good to hear you. So, Great to hear you, too. So you just got back from the U.S. Open. First of all, when did you get back? I, I flew in uh, Monday night. Monday night, okay. So that's yesterday. Wow. No, no, that's two days ago. I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> He's confused. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Okay, I want to back up a little bit. All right, so you string rackets for just, – just name a, a handful of mega tennis stars. All right, well, Rafael Nadal. Okay. <laughs> Coco Golf. We've heard of her. <laughs> yeah, we've heard Boom. of Coco Golf. Um, so Iga Sviatek, uh, former number one in the world now, Arena Sabalenka is the world number one uh, in the ladies' side. I've strung for her as well. Um, you know, I, I really the it, the list is easier to say who I haven't strung for. You know, I've never strung for Roger Federer. He has a private stringer, and I've never strung for Novak Djokovic, uh, who has a private stringer. I think just about everybody else playing in the sport now, I've strung for. I was going to ask you about Djokovic, if you, yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, now one thing that that um, I was wondering is Stringer's Ridge named after you? <laughs> <laughs> so I've always said uh, maybe I should live at Stringer's Ridge. Uh, yeah, but no, I no, it's not. <laughs> uh, okay, I, all right. Here's the question I have. So I've had people string my rackets before. Okay. Okay. How in the world does someone and, – and this is just a very um, – this is not – I'm just not very intelligent when it comes to people stringing rackets, period, right? I mean, it's like, okay, because okay, I, I, I like playing you know, a couple of times a month. I, I play 
uh, with with my daughter Lucy on the court here and there. But how do you get picked to be the stringer for all these mega tennis pros? You know, so it's kind of crazy. Um, I think there's a lot of people who string tennis rackets, but there's only a few of us who string at the level that I string at. And it's really, I get the question all the time, how do I get on the team? And it's, uh, it's by invitation only, and it's really it, for one. You got to like what you do, and you got to be good at what you do, and then you just got to meet the right people to connect you to the right people who will invite you to the team. And then for me personally, yeah, I have to try out for the team, and I tried out uh, in 2018 and uh, made the team, and I've been on the, the team. And then once you get on one team, your word, your your name gets around, and you get invited to others. And so that's how I've strung the Australian Open, the French Open, the U.S. Open multiple times. Yeah. How in the world do you try out? Obviously, you got to uh, know the right people. <laughs> yeah, you just got to know the right people. And and for me to get on the Wilson International Stringing Team is very tough to break in. It's a three day test, um, and you string for three solid days. And then the last day, you take a, a test, and that test is eight hours long. That's what? And uh, and it's just a, it's a it's a brutal day. The test day is brutal, um, so it's very tough. So. I, you kind of got to pat yourself on the back if you make it. I've seen many guys go and girls go through the test and not make it. So I'm just uh, pretty happy that I made it. Well, <laughs> what what sets you apart? What makes you but, the, uh, this world class stringer? But wait, wait, but the thing is, wait, I want to give wait, the, the test though. Is it, it? It's a practical test, like how you it string is. the racket. It's, it's not a written test, right? Correct. It's not a written. It's a practical. They put you in a room with a machine, and it's basically simulates what it's like to string at a Grand Slam. And because um, there's a lot of decisions you have to make at the Grand Slam level. So it's not just about stringing the racket for Daniil Medvedev. It's about knowing when he wants it, how he wants it. And there you go. And immediately okay. having to pick up a different type of racket for Iga Sviatek and knowing how she likes it. And then immediately getting called to string a racket for Arena Sabalenka while she's on court, knowing she's just going to break the racket anyway. Right. But, you know, <laughs> all these things that you have to know, and, and, and it's a minute-by-minute processing, and you just don't have time to think. You just have to rely on your instincts. So one thing that Mike has told my husband and I, and we were asking about the stringing process. Yeah. Uh, Mike strings. My, I actually bought my rackets from Mike. Um, so is that stringing is not all equal like like I never right. knew that somebody would have what is it like synthetic going one way and cat gut going yep. another and or whatever and then the different poundage and the weights and the tension and the this and the that and then all of a sudden you're in this like complete you know twister yeah. game of racket stringing and I've always said every player on the tour and, and I think it's the same for recreational players has a different setup and it the setup should match your game. You know, not everybody plays the same game. Daniil Medvedev plays a completely different game than Novak Djokovic, and he has a completely different racket, and he has a completely different string setup. Same thing for Iga Sviatek versus Coco Goff. They're different players, um, and and we are different recreational players, and we should have different setups. So the setup I used in my tennis racket is probably different than what uh, we set up for Beth. And, and I, I just trust him. <laughs> but you can go – I've been at uh, – Mike's house, Mike and Sherry's house, and at any given moment, he will have rackets floor to ceiling to string over the next couple of days that are all different. They're all different setups. How long does it take you to string a racket? 
So the quickest I've ever strung a racket is nine minutes and 30 seconds. Um, and on average at the open, we string rackets in about 13 to 15 minutes. Huh. I bet your heart's racing. Oh, oh my word. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I bet. You know, and so seriously, like uh, the last on-court racket that I did was for someone was Sabalenka this year and uh, on court. And when a player is needing a, a racket on court, you, you just got to get it uh, back to her very quickly or him very quickly. And it's got to be done perfect. Sure. Um, and, and it's kind of a stressful situation, you know, knowing that the player needs the racket. The first thing when I get a, a racket that's from a player on court is I like to know where the player is in their match. Like, are they down a set? Are they down a set in the break? Are they up? Are they just, you know, I just kind of want to know why they want it. And then I just go about my, you know, time of making sure I do it the way they want it. Yeah. So have you ever had like a, a major mess up? I mean, have you ever made one of these tennis players like really, really angry? Okay. So I personally have never made a mistake that I know of that left the room. Now, there's been plenty of times where I'm in the middle of a racket and I look down at my machine and it says, let's say, 50 pounds, and I look at the player's request and it says 25 kilos, and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, i got to wow. cut out the strings and start again. But I don't think I've ever had a mistake where I didn't catch it and it left the room and went to the player. Now, it's possible that I did and I, no one ever found out. I don't know. Uh, usually, if we make a mistake, the player lets us know right away. Oh yeah. Um, okay, but, but it's it, it's not fun to make a mistake, and you just hope you catch it. Because I'm going to use that though. I've never made a mistake that <laughs> left, left the room. room. Left the room. The mic right. is always right. hot, exactly. right? Exactly. So if That's Beth right. Newhoff loses a match, I mean she can't go back to you and go, "Well, it's you your struck fault. my rock. <laughs> yeah, Well, it's interesting. Tommy Paul, who's an American who did a, oh, yeah. who had a great run at the Open, I was springing for yeah. him this year, and his coach and he. He requires a very special, it's called pre-stretch. So we pre-stretch the natural gut before we put it in the racket. And his coach came back and he asked if I pre-stretched the gut. And I said, I did. And he goes, well, Tommy doesn't feel like it's been pre-stretched. It lost tension pretty early. Can you just make sure? I'm like, absolutely. We make sure, but we'll make, you know, we'll look into it just to make sure. But I knew I'd done it. But it's interesting. Sometimes the players will feel like something. So they'll ask their coach just to check on it. Um, and, you know, they can tell a difference if a, a very small technique is missed. So how in the world do you become a stringer? Like, you just wake <laughs> up one day and say, I want to do this. It, so, you know, it's, it's interesting. I was a nuclear engineer. Well, of course, I was in the nuclear submarines for 22 years. I was a nuclear engineer. Um, and I, I strung tennis rackets for my daughter when she was breaking strings because I didn't want to pay the guy at the club because I thought, I'm an engineer. I can do this. And... I found out that I liked it, so I met a guy from Spain who is one of the world's best tennis stringers, and uh, we became friends, and I traveled to Spain, and he taught me how to string, and from there, I just realized that I really liked it. Um, so I tried to string on the tour and work at TBA at the same time, and I quickly found out that I just didn't have enough days of vacation to do this, so something had to give, so it was TBA. So I gave up uh, that career to string tennis rackets. Crazy. That's one of my favorite He's parts of your story. <laughs> I know. Well, you, you used to spend like three weeks in a submarine yeah. at a time or three months. 
three months. Three Oof. months. Three months mm. at a time. We so wow. appreciate your service. Well, so, thank you. So, so, Mike, what is your life like after one of these big tournaments? I mean, are you kicking back this week, or do you have what, what <laughs> do your is, fingers hurt? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah so, right. Do your fingers hurt? You know, I did about 450 rackets uh, while I was there. Um, <laughs> so that's a lot of stringing in a short period of time. The fingers do feel the effects. My, you feel it in your back. You feel it in your legs. Um, I mean, and of course, things happen while you're at a tournament. I had a problem with my Achilles tendon uh, for two days, so it wasn't fun standing on that. But, you know, stuff happens. As we get older, our bodies break down. Um, so I flew home on Monday, and Tuesday I did absolutely nothing but sit and do paperwork. Um, I wasn't stringing any tennis rackets. Um, and so today is Wednesday, and I have a couple clients who need some rackets strung. And this afternoon, I will get about 120 rackets in that I will have to start working on. So it's right back to the grind for me. Did you wow. Did you say 120 <laughs> rackets? 120. That's it's right. like, the, oh. can you imagine the delivery guy every day at Mike's <laughs> house? is like, uh, I've got another 200 of these boxes for you. Oh. Are these local so, rackets or people mail them to you? No, so, uh, and I, by the way, I know my UPS guy uh, personally. He's a really good friend of mine because he's here every day. Uh, <laughs> I believe it. But uh, I string for Wilson.com. So when people order rackets on Wilson.com, I'm the actual guy that's stringing them. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That totally okay. makes sense. That totally makes yeah. sense. And Fair. so that's where most of the numbers are coming from. At so most people level. don't know. When they order a, a racket from Wilson.com, that it's being strung by a guy who just came back to the U.S. Open. Okay, okay. That's so cool. So, see, refresh my memory. When's the next Open? When's the next? Uh, okay, so my next event, well, actually, in let's see, the 13th. So I will leave on the 23rd. Uh, my next pro event is at ATP Challenger in Charleston. So okay. I will go to Charleston for my next event. But the next Grand Slam for me personally. I will not do the Australia Open this year. Will be the French Open next year in May in Paris. Um, and then, of course, in August, I'll go back to New York for the U.S. Open. Um, but uh, I've got uh, the Challenger in a few days, and then right after that, I have an ITF event, which is mostly the best college players in the, in the country. They'll be competing in San Diego, so oh. I'll, I'll head up to San Diego for that event. So, did and you do Indian Wells this year? I do Indian Wells every year, um, and then right after Indian Wells, in the same facility is it's called the Easter Bowl, and it's the best American junior players in, in the country. Huh. What's Which your is f- a lot of fun because I enjoy I enjoy being out in Palm Springs. Okay. Okay. Well, I was going to ask you what, what your favorite event is. The one that you just look forward to every year. I, that's the French Open. Oh, I bet. Okay. I I absolutely love Paris. I love France. Um, and I love the event at the French Open. The, the grounds uh, where they hold the French Open, it's called Roland Garros, is a very beautiful tennis stadium. And I just love going to Paris. I mean, can you imagine like what stringing is different for people that play on grass, clay, yeah. hard court? There's got to be something different on every single one. Yeah. A- absolutely. And so it's, it's interesting. The, the grass court season is, is, is follows... Uh, the clay court season, then you move into the hard court season, and you stay there for a while. But the the game is different. the The game on clay is different than the game on grass. And for these players who can win at all these 
you know, events like Novak, Federer, uh, Nadal, um, Serena, Iga now has won a different level, a different uh, services. It's an amazing ability to transfer from one game. It's a completely different game. And then players also string differently for these events sometimes. Uh, Federer, Novak, they string differently. Uh, Nadal, he never changes. Um, of course, he's on the end of his career. I don't think we'll see him. I think we'll see him in Paris one more time. Um, I, I always enjoyed stringing for him at, at, in Paris just because it's like he's the king of clay. Do you have a favorite tennis player and a least favorite one? Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> topic. Absolutely. I don't like to say that. Um, but yeah, Okay, so how about this? Let me answer it this way. So uh, I will straight up tell you, um, one of my favorite players, uh, is Hubie Herkaz. And Hubie did, did pretty good. He lost in the third round this year. Um, Hubie's one of those guys that at the end of every tournament, he will come to the stringing room and thank the stringers. Oh, I love hearing oh, that. Nice. nice. Very cool. And that's the kind of guy you really like. Um, there's a guy named Matt Ebden. He's a French guy. He actually played in the men's doubles. He's a men's doubles finalist this year. He didn't win. He lost. He lost to Rajiv Ram and Joe Salisbury. I strung for Ebden, and I strung, I strung for Ram. So I had one guy on each side of the net, so I knew I was guaranteed at least one winner. Um, but Ebden is very, Matt Ebden is very particular with his racket and his stringing, very particular, and he will t- give you feedback immediately. He picks his own racket up and looks at it. And it's interesting, he wants me to change the shape of his racket, and it's very difficult to, to see that and feel it and make sure it's done right. And I'm, when I'm off, it's usually off by one millimeter. Wow. And he'll tell you. He goes, you're one millimeter off. And uh, to be able to figure him out is, is amazing. Uh, I, I did figure him out this year, and he was very happy with the string. And after he lost, he came and told me, he goes, you know, we, the outcome wasn't what we wanted, but it wasn't because of you. You know, the stringing was perfect, and I really appreciate it. And so he, he thanked me for my efforts. And about an hour later, his coach came in and said, I don't know if Matt came in, but he just complimented you over and over about your stringing this week. Oh, wow. So when you get uh, players to say thanks, uh, that's, that's the best. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There yeah. are some players, uh, and I really don't want to say them. Uh, that's fine. That aren't <laughs> as fun to string for. Like <laughs> <laughs> right. I can only imagine. Hey, before we let you go, Mike, and i, I got to ask you about your toenails here in a little bit. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, hey, I, they're painted. <laughs> I know. I, hey, is it, is, it, is it navy blue? It is. Uh, it's called Russian Navy. There you go. Uh, I knew it was. Oh, yeah. It's an OPI. Don't ask me how. Let's just leave it at that. That is so funny to me. That's that for is, another podcast. Oh, my <laughs> word. That is too funny. Hey, uh, before uh, – John McEnroe. Uh, have you ever – Yep. Uh, have you ever met John McEnroe? I'm sure you have. I have. Yeah. Um, I've never strung for John, um, and not one of my favorites. Okay. <laughs> he's probably playing pickleball now, isn't yeah, he? Right, yeah. I know. I, I and he's going crazy with the rackets and slinging it <laughs> and screaming. Yeah, I see him in pickleball tournaments yeah. on television. Yeah, so John's one of those guys real crazy at the Labor Cup. Um, John's one of those guys that walk right past us and not say hello to the stringers. Ah. Um, okay. You know, Borg would walk past and say, hello. You know, how are you guys doing? <laughs> Federer walks past. How, how are you guys doing? You know, um, so 
the great Rod Laver. He's, he's getting he's getting old. He would come by and say hello to us. John Johnny would walk right past us and not even say a word. And we're okay. stringing for his players. And we're like, all right, that works for me, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, not one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I can be, be serious. Nice yeah, I had the biggest uh, crush on Chris Everett. Uh, so, I, 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 do you ever see her? I do. I, I, and we're, we're blessed to be able to see all these, you know, so we see Chris, we see Tracy Austin, um, we, we, we see all the older players. Nevatilova, um, yeah. And, 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 oh, the first Mustang for Martina, it was just such a privilege. Uh, she's one of my favorites. Uh, I absolutely love Martina. Oh, yeah, so, uh, I bet. Hey, I really quick, I wanted to throw out some real quick stats for you. Um, this year at the U.S. Open, the highest tension was 90 pounds, 90. which is very tight. Okay. And the <laughs> lowest tension was 19 pounds. Okay. Wow. That's what a nice about how the balls were heavier, too, this year. Yeah. Yes. And the average tension is 52 pounds. So you can see the, the degree of uh, difference between the two. Um, I mean, 90 pounds to 19 pounds, and the average is 52 pounds. Um, the most rackets strung by any player at the U.S. Open this year, you want to guess? I think I told you once. Don't know. Coco Golf. Coco. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Let's see what Coco Golf. Yeah, Coco Golf. Uh, many, many, many turquoise rackets. How many rackets? He did 80, 82. 82. Oh, wow. oh, I guess, and I didn't see on your Instagram, I guessed 100. I was trying You're to close. figure out. I wasn't. Yep. I was over, but. Wow. Yep. Eight, okay. Well, and, you know, and by the Price is Right rules, Beth, you lose. They paid off for her because she was the big winner. Yeah, so. was so good job. Oh, I was yeah, so happy so to see happy Coco Goff. Um, yeah, win. We were very happy for her. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. Well, hey, Mike, thank you very much for your time. I just love that you're so Absolutely. passionate about this. Uh, coach uh, Tommy Lyle is Lucy's coach, and he's the one that told love me uh, about you. And then Beth goes, "Yes, I know Mike. Oh, we love Mike." And um, and and so, hats off to you and and all well, you stand for in our community when it comes to tennis. Keep up the great work. Thank you. And your and company, I Coach. Tom, I will say, I will say, Coach Tommy Lyle is one of the greatest. Yeah. Um, if you've ever seen him work with a child, you'll know that that guy loves tennis and he loves teaching tennis. And I would just say it, he is one of the greatest, and we're so blessed to have him in our community. Uh, amen. Amen. He is. Ex- he reminds me a lot of you. He is extremely passionate <laughs> about teaching our young young folks about tennis, and uh, yeah. I, I just, I well, just, we just love him. I, I appreciate you guys having me on this morning, and uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I'm hang up from here and go start stringing rackets. Uh, I would have <laughs> never guessed that. Hey, Follow cool. him on Instagram, I was String about to say, Sensations. How, yeah, how can we connect with you and, and your company? Yeah, so my company is called String Sensation. Uh, I am on Instagram and Facebook. Um, uh, I'm on Twitter as well. I just don't use Twitter that much. Um, but uh, you can follow me. I try to post everywhere I go on Instagram just so can, people can kind of see what I'm doing. So Every now and then you might see a post about my children, but it's usually about children. <laughs> you are all amazing. Great. Mike, we appreciate you. Thank you. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Mike. Can't wait to see you guys. I'll I'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye. All righty. Thank you. Bye-bye. Very cool. Beth Newhoff, thank you for being a part of this uh, this uh, podcast. Yeah, uh, oh, one of the, one of the most fascinating fascinating ones we've done. I, I I never knew so much about swinging rackets. I know, and I'm glad he behind gave, the scenes he gave those those stats. So anyway, it's, uh, it is. It's like it's just a world you 
couldn't imagine until someone explains it to exactly. you. Yeah, yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah, right. You just right. think they go out there and just play. Yeah. Well, I'm ready. To I haven't go played tennis to in about ten years, and Lucy. I want to go play now. Maybe we'll see Lucy uh, out who, there at, in Indian Wells somewhere. Uh, who knows? <laughs> you, know, you, you know, she's thanks to uh, Coach Tommy, mm-hmm. who we see a couple of times a week, and uh, it, it's amazing what we, he does with our, our area kids. From the time they've never touched a racket to one or two years later, it's, I mean, it is neat how they transform into a, uh, a decent tennis player. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the James and Kim cast. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can catch us live Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. until 10 a.m. Sunday 92.3 WDEF in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Steve here with Armor Exteriors. Roofs are critical to protecting your biggest investment. We install complete roof systems with a GAF factory warranty that gives you peace of mind. Visit ArmorExteriors.com for a free roof inspection. Armor up with Armor Exteriors. Want to support the James and Kim cast? Rate, review, and share with your friends. For more of Chattanooga's favorite morning show, go to Sunny923.com.